here we go. Um, this is going to be part, uh, well, this is going to be the music chapter. Uh, the first band I picked was 21 Pilots, since they're my favorite band right now. Um, probably, probably forever, unless they do something very drastic to hurt their credibility. But, um, yeah, um, <coughs> I wrote these chapters as part of my book of top 10 and 13 or in three underrated bands and this 20 pilots was underrated at the time when i wrote this was i think it was in 2011 i don't know we will double check but um if you're watching online cool uh, you can see my wave of my voice going right now um as the screen is going so you can go to liquid sessions um channel on youtube and that's l-i-q-u I D E S E S S I O N S and that is pretty much the tag for the website address as well and like you know Instagram and things like that. But um so if you want to follow me along you can. Um the website is mobile friendly for people watching online that will just go to it so we can read it together so it'll be a read through and so you go to www.liquidesessions.com. Excuse me. So this is my website. If you um want to check it out, you can. This is a video of all my like science stuff and alternative press magazines I had back in the day. And then if you want to sign up, you can right here. Um, it says, "Are you a droplet?" And so that is just like my name for people that follow me. They're droplets because uh, liquid. So, um, yeah, I don't sell your shit. That's what I said right there. And then the tour that I have right now is the Day to Remember tour, the 15-year tour that they have with Papa Roach, uh, Fallen in Reverse, Double Wish Prada. So um, that tour I just put on there. And those tours will change. So they might have different ones that of different concerts that I'm going to, things like that. Uh, but if you go to Pitchography, you can jump into here, and it's called Pitchography. I explained the other one, but it's basically a pitch to Sir Richard Branson and Holly Branson, his daughter, since um, she's a virgin disruptor. So Holly or Richard, if you're listening, this is your disruptor right here. Um, I know you haven't really talked about it because I don't think anything qualified but believe you me, I am there. I have a business plan and it's ready to go. And it's about music. So holla, I know you love it. Um, and for and Sir Richard too. Uh, just because, yeah. But click on Pitchography. So come down here. You can see the bands I have on there. But 20 Pilots is right here. Uh, this picture I did not take. I think this is from their European tour that they had in, I want to say, 2015. And so I don't own credit to that. And it just said Facebook. And so it didn't say who the photographer was. Even when I did a reverse image on Google for it. So whoever it is. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. And if you want me to take it down, then I can. I can put up a different one. But um, <coughs> anyway. So if you are following along. It says February 25th, 2015. Uh, 9.21 p.m. 
I did that on purpose, obviously. Um, Orem, Utah apartment is when I started writing this chapter. And um, I have like a little design right here. It's in purple for people that are listening. It says Twin Pilots has the slashes through the O's on there. And then my logo of a um, cloud with a 16th note coming down for liquid air. That makes sense because that's what um, my business before anyway. So, yeah, it's just a different business that this has spawned anyways. So, on this 21 Pilots chapter, I tried to write all of these chapters. If you hadn't listened to the other podcast. Um, (coughs) Sorry. I tried to do all these chapters just like in real time and so I sort of made them like journal entries and I did go back and re-edit you know obviously like spelling errors or give some more um, depth to the body of the story and things like that. Um, this one like I said is in particular sort of interesting just because it talks about a crazy event that happened and my friend Brian is interviewing me on one part. The rest is me talking about it in the aftermath of it and so um i might try to get him on as guests we could talk about it maybe we'll see one of them was in idaho though so here we go so 21 pilots and so it says 21 pilots hashtag what's going on in ohio so um the hashtags are part of a little game or puzzle i'm doing later once um, the following picks up, and they'll have different prizes from, I don't know, like gift cards to, like, iPads or iPods or, you know, something of that nature. is depends on how much money I have and things like that. But, you know, like, I have pretty much everything I want right now. Um, you know, when you don't have a job and you're uh, unemployed... You know, you just become minimalist, and luckily I have most of the things already. But I've also had awesome people bless me and donate things to me. And so, um, <coughs> sorry if I offend some of you, but I do cuss. Um, if you're, if you know me, I do. So, if it does, just try to like block it out. I guess I don't know, but the story's cool. Um, but I feel like it's redundant to. Uh, apologize for it so I'm not really apologizing so here we go Twin Pilots what's going on in Ohio so it's very hard to explain how an artist can move you in numerous numerous ways for me these artists have taken on the emotional music journey of extremes of happy and sad they have illuminated my inner brain that I never knew existed it is a revolutionary experience that encompassed that Hashtag creative existence in all forms. Um, And so on the right, um, I showed these friends this picture, and I'll talk about it in a second. So um, I actually found this band, though, through marketing, uh, through the marketing help of Fuel by Ramen's newsletter. However, one of the most vivid memories I have about Twin Pilots was when I introduced them to my friends named Mindy and Messy Jesse. 
That's actually supposed to say Marcy. I don't know why it says Mindy. I'm sorry, Marcy. Mindy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote that because I didn't really know any Mindy's back then. Um, <coughs> anyways, yes, I know on the picture on the right um, is about Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. However, that was the same night that I showed them this super underrated band, this band called 21 Pilots. So, on this picture, uh, for the people that are listening to this, um, it just says, "Not nah, I'm pumped about uh, sh- uh, some shit from the thrift shop, or bet I won. And then it says, thanks, Marcy. So, Marcy, you are tagged right here. So, there, you're on there. And then my friend, um, Cheris, he loved uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And so, um yeah, she actually won this jacket, so I do wear this jacket. It's sort of funny. I go to Top Golf in this jacket. <laughs> it's like my new tradition because I did it one year, but this was way before that. But I, she got this at a thrift shop for like thirty bucks, and so I bet her um, on a movie, and I think it involves Kate Beckinsale um, about a movie that she was in that she didn't believe, and so I won it. <laughs> and um it's just me being stupid there with like a Martinell Martinelli's bottle, that sparkling juice. And then I just have it up to my mouth or whatever in that jacket. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, I want it fair and square, so there Marcy. Um so I showed them the music video holding on to you. It didn't even have more than maybe thirty three thousand or so when I showed it to them. I remember just being blown away not only by the music the passion the flow but also by the videography the concept of vision i loved everything about this music video i remember telling them this band would blow up and they have however not enough in my opinion just like these artists that deserve to be in this chapter and book i could not i could add a few more and i might who knows what will happen so this is right at the beginning of when i was writing this book obviously um, I wanted to write about them uh, first to see, you know, how my writing style was, you know, and things like that. Um, I did write, I think I wrote them second because Brand New is next. Um, but this video, I know it says 11 million, but when I showed it to them, there wasn't hardly anybody on it. Because I wasn't thinking about writing this book back then, you know, like a lot of things have changed. And so... Um, yeah, but for this book, I did write 10 top and then three underrated bands. And the underrated ones were pretty hard, too, because I could only choose three. And so I had to set all these parameters of if they've been together for a certain amount of years, they haven't had any hiatuses, and the story was unique on how they came together. And then, um, you know, just also because I love them, you know, they... Like, when I saw this music video, um, Holding On To You, man, it was crazy awesome. It, like, blew me away, like, just how, how well it was done. So, anyways, um, <coughs> excuse me. I gotta take another drink. Sorry, guys. So, one of the things that sucks is this um, above post 
I'm so fucking upset I have not seen them yet. I seriously have always been out of town when they have come through Utah. Once I was in Las Vegas, and the second time I had moved to Colorado early, which was bullshit, because I did not need to be out there that early for my new chef position at the Rich Carlton Bachelor Gulch. And so, um, yeah, that did suck quite a bit when I had to go out there early because I didn't have to be out there for like almost another month. It was sort of dumb um, how it all happened. And so, um, but I do appreciate the opportunity I did have there. Not, it was just like with the moving part and the, anyways, that's a different story. But um, that job was fun. And so I have, if you're looking online um, or following me, I have where there's a Facebook screenshot and it says, I'm never what I like. I'm double-sided and I just can't hide. I kind of like it. And so um, I said, every time I've had an opportunity to see them, I'm traveling. I was like, one day, Devin, one day. But I was feeling awesome because I was traveling, you know, to this great job, um, gave me a great opportunity. And then my friend Adri said, left Utah too soon. She's like, haha, obsessed. Um, I want to go so bad. So I don't know. I told her that she should just go by herself, but she didn't want to do that. But. I don't know. I'm just one of those people that do that. <laughs> um, so I did see them, though, when I was out at that Ridge Carlton um, job for that chef. I was the head um, prep chef for one of their kitchens there. Um, when I saw them do perform, it was on Access TV for the APMAs, so the Alternative Press Music Awards show. Um, it, was j- it was just as hard just as I had imagined it. And once I see them in concert, I already know it will be even so much more than I will have ever had envisioned it. Um, and so there's a screenshot, July 24, 2014, and it's uh, with my friends. And it says, that was such an awesome performance by 21 Pilots. And it says, I love them. And it shows where Tyler's climbing up the scaffolding of the stage like he always does things like that he climbs everywhere you know like trees and um they performing uh guns for hands and that was sweet i suggest you guys go look that up as well um it was awesome and so february 27th 2015 6 p.m um says my life is full of random not so random events i believe in the Hashtag energies and how if you humble yourself and do good wholeheartedly, the universe makes uncanny, beautiful shit happen. Hashtag you do have to put in the work and effort, though, which I have learned and have always believed in. For instance, I've been talking about Twin Pilots a lot, as I do when I am writing, so that I can or my readers could go back and decipher what has taken place during the writing of this book. Anyways, today... I found out that the Chipotle Cultivate Festival in Westworld, Arizona is, is, say what? What? Fucking free? How some festivals should be. Hashtag Virgin Festival, for instance, does this as well. I will one day be a huge collaborator of festivals and make the festival experience. Hashtag audience change and evolve. Well, I talked to friends and i have to say 
one say yes. I have had one say yes. Send maybe. So my answer is a, my answer. I'm going. I didn't care if I was alone. I would do it. This band is slowly creeping. My number one favorite underrated band. Plus it is only 10 hours away. And it's free. I already have contacted friends in Arizona to see if I could crash out their pad. Yes. I don't wait around for shit to happen. I made the mistake in the past and I cannot continue to wait. I only have one life and it's already going to be shortened. Hashtag I live for music. So um, there's screenshots of me liking this. I'm actually just going to zoom up on it. It'll be easier. So it says, okay, it's decided we're going to the Chipotle Cultivate Festival road trip right now. And it's free. AZ bound in April. And so I screenshot these four hours ago because um, I knew I was going to use these um, for different things. But let's see if we can zoom on on this. This isn't very good. Sorry, guys, they're online and people are listening. There we go. All right. So, yeah, it had these things right here. And... I wish I could zoom in on that, but instead it just goes to the next picture. Um, for the people listening, there's just random different Facebook um, pictures, um, different ones about the Chipotle Cultivate Festival, um, me subscribing to a band in town, me going crazy with some lyrics. Um... And just showing you like um, a chronological order of where it started. So let's see, what was the first one that I did? Sorry, guys are watching. You're like, what the hell? Oh, they're not in chronological order. I lied. <laughs> um, so all I knew was that um, I was going to go to Arizona. Oh, man. Sorry, people. They're watching the computer just opened up my account because I double clicked it. I guess that's what happens when you have things saved. So going back to photography, sorry everybody. Pilot pilots. Um, let's see. We are right here. So I'm going to Arizona for this. It's happening. It's on a Saturday, and I have zero excuses not to go. Um, that and then my next part that I start is Friday, April 24th, 2015. And that was at 11.42 p.m. So, hashtag Chipotle Cultivate Festival, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. 21 Pilots with the Bleachers, MSMR, and Magic Man. And then hashtag OFE, which is an inside thing. Um, and it says hashtag I'll stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight in a weird, like, cool way. Because I wanted to make this, like, heading look cool, you know, if you're watching online. I thought it looked sort of aesthetic. So that's what I tried to do on most of these. But um, here we go. So, so I have said a ton. <coughs> I've said this a ton in a lot of these chapters about how these stories are insane, crazy, beautiful, and I've changed my life. I can say that this is one 
This one most death, aka most definitely changed my life. Um, hashtag tears are slightly swelling up. Well, I had wanted to go to this Chipotle festival ever since my sister Annalie had been talking on good old Facebook about 21 Pilots. I have been wanting to see them for quite some time now. I was not sure who I would go with besides my sister at the time. I knew a couple of my fellow badass co-workers who we had talked about how 21 Pilots was such an awesome um, such an awesome and underrated band and well now they aren't as much but still are however um, as in underrated however um, tear in my heart which is beautiful phenomenal saw it live at Chipotle festival um, Chipotle festival <coughs> well I convinced three of my friends to go with me one who are who sorry guys one who barely became a couple as in fucking dating you know then one great friend who was supposed to come and then she could not because of a photo shoot and then that got canceled and then wannabe money problems and then she had a bad feeling and i should have taken more consideration into this feeling but I didn't because I wanted to see a lot of these bands. And oh, did I mention it was fucking free? I love Chipotle. We were traveling from Orem, Provo, Utah to Scottsdale, Westworld, Arizona. It's about an 11-hour drive. And I was excited because I had not done a concert road trip for quite some time. It was one of those most memorable experiences of my life. Not just because it's fucking fresh in my head, but because it was seriously one of the most craziest fucking road trips i ever had in my entire life which is quite a bit as i've traveled a lot for concerts slash events across the united states at least on the west coast so we travel we eat uh fuel up play card games 21 uh 20 questions shit but that should say 21 questions i remember putting that huh anyways um Life talks, bas- uh, life talks. Basically, everything was going great. We had been driving and arrived in Page, Arizona, where uh, Brandy is from. We had met her awesome family, had ate dinner with them, some pictures, and then boom, we were off to our hotel in Phoenix. It was a nice, decent sleep-in that Brandy had picked out, and it was nice and chill. So, it was nice, I guess. Um... So I have hashtag glowing eyes just came on. Um, hashtag fuck that shit. Writing it in the daytime. Hashtag we're going too fast. Save us. Save us now. Um, that's playing through my head. And so um, actually this is where we're going to stop it. Uh, just because... On the second part, I recorded it. This first part, I redid because I was rambling a lot more than what I was now. But um, this part will actually talk about the interview that my homie Brian did with me about this event, about what happened. And then after that, I'll have the second part um, that you see down over here. So the second part right here is recorded. So... um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope 
um, you guys can check out my website. Um, you know, everything uh, is on there that I've talked about. You can read up. You can go forward in it um, for people that are following. I'm just taking you back to it. So, um, yeah, my pictography is in there. Uh, that's the name of the book with the bands on there. If you want to read ahead or you can just listen. Um, my health chapters, I talked about those earlier. Sorry, those were um, pretty crazy and depressing. I haven't listened to them. I'm just going to put them up. You know, if I stumble through my words, whatever, I'm not going to record that. That was really hard to get through. So, um, yeah, you guys can check that out. And um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'll be getting some stuff up there. My YouTube channel and um, Twitter. Um, I'm one person, so it takes me a while to get some things going. I'll probably try to get a lot of things up at least so you have some things to look at, some stuff to listen to while I'm getting together um, the other podcasts as well as um, some special guests. And then I will be doing my top 2017 albums here soon as well. Um, that was sort of hard to narrow it down. There's a lot of good fucking music that came out in 2017. Jeez, it was hard. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, awesome. Thank you guys for sticking around with me. Um, I guess I was the person that had left. You know, you guys are still there. Anyways, uh, this next part that um, I guess will happen, my homie Brian had recorded this earlier right after uh, Chipotle Cultivate just so the memory was like fresh in my head because I had told him and he was like freaking out and I was sort of freaking out um so we wanted to get it down while it was fresh in my head and so um he'll be the next person's voice that you'll hear and then after that is done um I'll just be going back into the reading and so it'll probably be about I think it's like 30 minutes the story that we had talked about so if you uh want to fast forward and just go to the end I mean I mean, you can do that, but the story's pretty badass. So, uh, here's Brian and me. Devin, and I've known Devin for how long have I known you now? Like what, six years? Yeah, I think yeah, probably about six years. Probably about six years. Um, I've heard him talk a little about bit about this type of stuff, but not ever too much. You know, like uh, I don't know what other you've ever had if you've ever had stuff with ghosts if you've ever had anything with like bigfoot sighting ufo sighting anything like that um not like ufo sightings but um like paranormal shit just like really weird ass stuff that happened like um like after the paranormal movie i had like three or four friends and then myself and my girlfriend had this weird shit that happened at the time but are you sure that you just weren't freaked out? Because if anyone doesn't know, Devin's <laughs> extremely scared of clowns. Dude. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything, dude. Everybody's <laughs> fucking scared of clowns if they're human. She's <laughs> 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 like on freaking Seinfeld when the sad clown, freaking Pagliacci. You remember that? Oh, I remember that episode when he's for like, sure, dude. He's like, hey, he's like, did you like going to the circus? And he's like, yeah, it was fun, but uh, you know, I was always scared of the clowns a little bit. And he's like, are you still scared? And he's like. Yeah. <laughs> Clowns are kind of creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking you know, faces. People with their face fans, people with masks, they got something to hide. 
something like that, whatever. Yeah. But what we're rolling into today is uh, Devin thinks that he had a encounter with either a spirit or a skinwalker or a mass manifestation, something, dude. Yeah, an encounter with something. Yeah. Either that or a freaking extremely fast psychopath. Yeah, pretty, yeah. So what we're going to do is get into a little bit of the back history on – we're going to talk about skinwalkers just a little bit. Skinwalkers, I was introduced to the idea of skinwalkers one day at a uh, bonfire I was at. I th- were you with me? I think so. I don't know, man. We're Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I was. I don't know if I knew you back then. When was it? Were you in high school? or? No, I was like early <laughs> 20s, maybe mid-20s. Well, maybe. So you might have been, but I, I don't remember. Were you drunk? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. Not, not, <laughs> not this time, time, no. This time, <laughs> Um. I so know. I was introduced to – Fucking creeper, dude. This creeps me out. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My dog was just slurping down water, and it was, like, echoing, and it was the weirdest sound of shit ever. So um, I was introduced to the idea of it that there was these things that a lot of uh, Native American tribes believe in called skinwalkers. Or they believe in different names for some – sometimes different names. I don't know if that's just a white man's name for it. I don't know. Yeah, it's but got some name. Yeah, I'm sure it's got something. Um, but anyway, from what I've heard, it's most of the time, like, either someone that's, like, pure evil, someone that's, like, killed people in their own family. Yeah, it's like, usually a, a bloodline of some sort. Yeah. Cousin, brother, sister, father, mother – they were talking about, like, on Wikipedia, like, incest and necrophilia. Yeah. This gross-ass shit. Crazy-ass shit. And I – would it say you take on – you, like, destroy their humanity enough, and then once you take over that, you use the powers of, like, the witch. Yeah. The witchcraft. Pretty much why I've uh, – the easiest way to break it down that I've ever been able to explain it is that it's pretty much a witch. It's like a Native American or Navajo witch or devil worshiper. And they take – normally they're associated with wolves or coyotes. They can take forms of animals. Yeah, they can take forms of, like, I've heard, like, birds and uh, mainly most of them, though, are, like, wolves and coyotes, I feel, it seems like. But they can be multiple different animals. And a lot of times you have to, like, kill someone in your own family or do some big satanic ritual. Which I don't know if they're actually believe in like what a lot of people consider it Satan, but devils, you know. Yeah. And Devin here thinks he had a little bit of a run in with something like this. So what we're gonna do is just hear Devin's story and then we're gonna discuss it and uh kinda think if this is exactly what it was, or if there's a reasonable explanation for this, or if Devin just saw something that he can't explain, or if uh, he's just tripping balls, dude. I don't know. <laughs> but let's, let's let's hear what you got to say, Dev. Let's ha- have everyone hear this story. All right. So um, basically, a little backstory about 
why and how it happened. It was in Arizona, um, driving on US 89 um, through Flagstaff, and we're all sitting there driving, and um, we see these people pulled over on the side of the road, and one of them is like tilted sideways, and then the other one's um, horizontal in the other lane. And these stupid motherfuckers don't have any <laughs> of their hazard lights on. And so um, we're sitting there and we're driving along and uh, we're like, hey, probably, you know, get in the left lane. There's probably like an accident or something. So we're um, driving in the left lane and lo and behold, right as we come up around the bend, there's a huge fucking elk in the middle of the road taking up like a lane and a half like a live elk or was it dead Did, like well, one of these cars hit it we that's what we don't know we think we think that one of these cars hit it and then it like either ran off and then died like right there on the bend and um anyways um the crazy thing like so we're driving and there's nothing we could do there was cars on the right um there was cars on the um, there was a ditch in woods on the left and you know there was nowhere else to do do but except for try to hit it and so um, they clipped the side of it and it it fucked up the whole side of our friend's car and luckily nobody died because we're going like 60 70 miles an hour when we clipped this thing and we clipped its head like you clipped the elk's head yeah and holy shit and okay so, Devin was showing me pictures of this, and what we got to do is we got to post these pictures just yeah. just so we have, like, some evidence that people are not just yeah, it's not being like, like a oh, bullshit man, you're so full of shit that you, no, nothing happened. I've seen the pictures, and— see there's the elk hair right there. Oh, dude, and you can see, see the, the blood, blood, man. Yeah, there's blood all over So I think we, like, decapitated it, dude. And it, Oh, my gosh, man. Holy shit. But, um, so we hit it and we get out of control. Luckily, nobody got hurt. We didn't roll the car or fly into like a tree or anything. And so we're sitting there and we're this, luckily this guy comes over. Like I look at it, Brandy's freaking out. She's like, Dev, my car's all fucked up. And she's like, do you think it's drivable? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to shut it off. Anyways, these people come. And then as we're looking at the car, um, this other car comes flying around this bend. You can hear it. It's like a. We later found out from the tow guy that was a BMW M5, and it fucking hits this elk and jumps it, just jumps it, and then it sounded like two gunshots, but it was both of his tires popping, and he fucking hit the pavement, and then you hear just his rims go. He just popped his his, his car's fucked. And he goes out of control, and I'm saying, I'm going to go back. I was like, go to the left, go to the left, because we didn't know if it was going to hit us because it was going out of control. And luckily, it stopped, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 20, 20 yards from us, something like that. And his whole front end was, like, messed up. And the tow truck guy said that you, there was so much blood, like, he had to wash his hands, like, three or four times because he just freaking demolished that elk. And this dude lived? That yeah, he lives this hit this shit yeah dude so he just pretty much just freaking launched off this elk dude yeah just like a a ton yeah like a kicker 
except for it was just a huge slab of cement that he fucking just cleared. Oh my hell, dude! This, see, so, you seven, told me the story. Yeah. I had no idea that it, it was this. Okay, so <laughs> I've been waiting around for Devin to tell me this shit. I've waited like what almost a week. Yeah, about a week. I haven't yeah. wanted to sit down and talk to him about it because I wanted to become a hundred percent surprised when he told me everything. I had no idea that all this accident shit was going on. Yeah, it's like I think seven cars total were in the accident <laughs> because nobody those fuckers if those fuckers would have put on their hazard lights or got out of the car and like said slow down or something you know i know it's not the best thing to do on a like an interstate like highway thing but shit man give someone some warning of that you just had an accident and so all these people were just fucking hit, hitting this elk like in the middle of the fucking road because we thought it was a deer like I, we didn't know what it was because it happened so fast like um, and then everything just went into slow-mo, you know, how that happens. Like, adrenaline just takes over, and you can – you feel like everything's just slowing down. So um, – Man, and seriously, someone could get killed, dude. Yeah. Like, it's a serious thing when you're hitting an animal that weighs several hundred pounds. Yeah, they, well, don't most elks – like, most elks are, like, 700 pounds. This was, like, huge, like, king of the beast, like, fucking forest motherfucker just chilling in. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what happened with that though, like because anyway, so we Brandy needs me to you know get the car out and she's like Devin, she's like just drive my car. She's like we're almost to Flagstaff. Let's just see if it drives. So we're driving and we hear just this grinding. It's like and I'm like you look at the tires before. There's nothing wrong with it. And we're driving some more and I'm like Brandy, I I don't really want to drive your car higher. I was like I don't know something's wrong with it. I was like the the side, the passenger side is messed up, like, where it got clipped. And she's like, okay, so so we pull over to the side of the road. And this is this is around, like, maybe, like, 9, 9.45, 10 o'clock. Okay, so wh- how come you guys didn't call the cops after you hid this? We just wanted, I don't know, we wanted to get out of the area. And, um, like, a cop did come. Uh-huh. Uh, but he didn't cite us anything because we didn't hit another car. It was just an animal. Okay, so a cop showed up. After, like... But he was like, oh, well, you guys are good to go because your car looks like it's drivable. Yeah. I well, see if you can get the flag stuff. He, so he showed up after the whole Skinwalker thing happened. And, like, I'll show you a picture of, like, the Google uh, Maps. I took a fucking satellite image of where we were um, just to see exactly where it was. And on the image... Of the Google Maps, there's a police car, and literally like maybe two or three minutes after I took that screenshot, a, a cop showed up. Thank God, because like we had called our friend's tow truck place to try and help us, and everybody was dispatched helping out all those other fuckers that got hit. Oh my and God. so we were waiting around for quite a while, but that's not even so. Anyways, um. We we pull over to the side of the road, and we're sitting there. And our our one friend Jay, he's he's a smelly kid, which means like he smokes cigarettes, and so that's what we call him. <laughs> he's a smelly kid. <laughs> yeah, we're like, dude, nobody likes to smoke cigarettes, and so we just do that to fuck around with him. And so he 
he gets out of the car and we're trying to find like a mile marker because like you know when a tow truck comes they need to know where you're at which way you're going like northbound southbound all that shit so we're trying to find like a mile marker and i look outside the window and i'm like there's one over there but i can't make it out i was like i think it might say like 420 430 something with four on it and i was like let's let's go see if we can go look at it and i was like but i don't really want to get out of the car because i don't you know i felt uneasy about everything that just happened you know um well yeah i'm sure that the adrenaline with you guys is just pumping dude yeah so so we're sitting there on the side of the road um we have our hazards on and we're just like staring out into the darkness and our friend jay gets out and right as he gets out he like looks around and he's like fuck that he's like he's like something's weird he's like something's weird he's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna smoke my cigarette he's like i'm gonna get in and this kid like when he smokes a cigarette he wants to smoke a cigarette and so well he's a smoker yeah like (laughs) and so um we're sitting there looking off into the into the distance and our, our flashers are going and we me and Brandy are looking outside, and I don't know, maybe like 40, 40 yards away um, around the bend, we we see a dark figure sitting there. And next thing we know, like when the hazard lights flash that delay. Um, You're like getting goosebumps and stuff, yeah, dude. Dude. Um, and so right as that flash happened we saw a figure like no less than like probably like like 10 or 15 feet away from us okay so your hazards are blinking on and off Mm -hmm. you go from seeing a figure how how many yards away you say maybe like 40 40 yards to all of a sudden he's like within three yards of you like right next to our car like looking at us and at that time um brandy put her put her head on the dashboard and started to cry and i i turned around wait she cried because she saw this figure yeah she just didn't or she cried because all this shit was going on she cried because she saw something but nobody said anything that was in the car because we were too freaked out i didn't even after i saw whatever it was right next to the car Um, which looked like a man, just like an older clothes. I don't even know how to describe it. And he, uh, anyways, um, I turned, I turned around and my, my hands just started shaking uncontrollably. Can you, can you describe what he looked like at all, dude? So people can kind of get like a visual image of what's going on. We, it was weird because you could only see like for the split second that we saw him because I didn't want to entertain that he was there. Uh huh. Um, the, for the split second that we saw him, he, he looked like, I don't know, like a coal miner, just like older clothes, like in the like 1900s, like type of clothes, but his face, you couldn't really make out his face. It was like, it was like, it was there, like the image was around his head, like, you know, like the, like almost like a silhouette, but you couldn't see any definition. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And so so it was like you could see um was it almost like when you 
like have like a flashlight like up by your face where you can see like definition of your nose and stuff or was it just black where you could see like the kind of the shadowy like when you see someone at night pretty much sort of like a shadow when you see someone at night because you could you could tell that it was a man okay and so he so so at that point like we're all sitting there i'm looking down my hands are like shaking like crazy and um i just got the impression to to apologize because like so when when we hit that elk it was he was like still sort of like tremoring or moving but i swear this motherfucker like looked me like into my soul like right into it like his head like lifted up and then boom we hit it the elk yeah like and he had already been hit right yeah he'd already been hit and so but you guys like did like the final blow yeah we did like the final blow and so i i just had the impression to be like to to apologize and basically what i said was like we're sorry we hit whatever it was because this was a huge elk like i don't know if like you know because they can shape shift into different things and like an elk's a pretty big animal you know no one's gonna take shit from it and so yeah we i apologized to him and like right after that like i could feel his presence go away and as i've like i don't know like as i've thought about this over and over again I'm wondering if he was just wondering why we're still on his land. So by his presence, okay. So and I I know what you mean. Like yeah. I I know that whole like you feel like someone's looking at you. You feel like you can tell someone else is in the room. You can tell when uh, like something dark has happened. Like yeah. you're in that area. Uh, what what? How would you describe it? Of how how you felt? Like. Like something dark was just looking at me. Yeah, yeah, and he was, and he was just like sitting there, like looking at us. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Devin is getting like straight up goosebumps. Most of the time, Devin's like one of the funniest dudes I've ever met. Super lively, and it is it is almost weird for me to see one of my best friends in the world. Almost, you can tell he's just terrified by the story. Dude, it was just. It was crazy. I don't even know, like, because that's what was so weird is that, like, everybody that was in the car, we're all, like, extroverts. We're all happy-go-lucky. We talk, you know, like, we all work at a call center, and that takes, like, a certain breed of people sometimes. And, um, yeah, dude, I, I don't even know how to describe, like, what happened. And I feel like Brandy almost had it. She didn't have it, like, the worst, but it was, like, it was like on her side and she she broke down she didn't know what to do and nobody said shit until we got to the hotel room and so you guys are just cruising around in the car you guys see whatever it was that you saw a spirit an old geezer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you see this, and you guys can't, can't even look at each other. You guys are can't even talk. We, I didn't want to look outside the window again. The like, I didn't want to even look out 
to see what was there after I saw what I saw. I just looked at the looked at like my legs and my hands that were like shaking like uncontrollably and then Brandy was freaking out and then she climbed into the back with her boyfriend Jay and I was the stinky one? Yeah, the smelly <laughs> kid. <laughs> and um yeah, and we sat there and and then like I said I I was we we're trying to call tow trucks. Luckily luckily our um phones were working and uh yeah we we called for tow trucks and they couldn't help us out because they had like a computer problem it was really convenient and then a fucking cop showed up like two minutes later like after we had apologized after i had taken that weird ass screenshot and he came up and he's like hey he's like how are you guys doing we're like we hit whatever that deer was and he's like oh that wasn't a deer he's like that was a huge ass elk and then he's like are you guys okay and we're like yeah we're fine he's like he's like do you need any help and then um we're like no we called the tow truck we're talking to the insurance he's like okay and so he gets back in his car and then right then the um brandy's insurance called and said yeah we're having computer issues we you need to find your own tow truck and so <laughs> we brandy got out i was like brandy go yell at that cop i was like go get him and so she got out of the car and, like, waved him down, and he's like, okay, and he pulled back by us. And then he, he called the tow truck for us. So uh, this it's a pretty nuts, nutso line of events, bro. Dude, that's not even the half you of know? it. <laughs> fucking craziest okay. road trip we've so, ever had. So uh, just describe what this thing looked like, dude. So you're saying it looked in, like, old minor clothes or anything? Could you see skin? But no. it have short sleeve, long sleeve? No. It was all all like long sleeve, like almost like coveralls? Almost like a like a, a weird denim, but it wasn't denim. Really? Like yeah, I don't even know like it was it was like as it was like a material as thick as denim, but it wasn't denim, but it looked like it had been aged like for hundreds of years. Um was this guy could you see color? Um, or did he? What did he look like, man? Did he, like his clothing and everything, or, or was it just all gray, or what? It was all gray. It was all gray. All gray, no color. Weird. <laughs> like not even the buttons, anything. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed gray. It was just gray. Like it looked like it had like seams, places, but there was no like visual, like buttons or anything that would be shiny. It, it it it's it's blowing my mind that you actually saw this dude. Yeah, I know mine too. Like, I love for those people out there. I love scary shit. I love getting that adrenaline rush. Like right now, I'm sort of on adrenaline rush, but I'm sort of freaked out because it's like skinwalker shit. Um, do you really think it was a skinwalker, or do you think that you just saw like a spirit, dude? I don't know. I th- we were on an Indian reservation, man. We were twenty miles still inlet of it 20 miles before we were off of it and so that's why like in my head as i've been thinking about it i feel because i don't know if you guys know like skinwalkers they don't want you on your land and that's why they can run at incredible speeds to get you off the land because they want to freak you the fuck out so you're gone and i feel like when we saw him in the distance 
he like saw her car and then less than a second later he was right by our car wondering what was going on so it's fast sprint ghost dude yeah dude like i don't even i don't even know how to describe it but just like when like think of you being out in arizona in national forest slash indian reservation and it's dark as fuck because there's no lights anywhere. There's stars everywhere. And then just woods all around you except for one road going through. And those hazards flash on those, like, tenth mile marker signs. But then the second time it flashes, there's someone right next to your car. Dude, that's, like, straight out of a scary movie. Yeah. You know? Uh, when, you, when you think of a scary s- movie plot, like, there you go. So Devin said it first, dude. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to talk to him about any yeah. movie productions, come to this motherfucker. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so what's crazy? Okay, so I I work with a Navajo woman that grew up on the reservation. And she grew up, I believe. Is it in Arizona? I believe she grew up in Arizona. It might be New Mexico. But I believe it's, you know, she was familiar with this area. And I actually, Devin was kind of telling me a little bit about what happened. He didn't go into the full story because, like I said, I want to hear it for the first time with us recording it because I want to make sure that we have this all down. So uh, I talked to her about it, and she was like, I've never had an experience like that. But she said that her grandfather it was her her grandfather or her father so i'm sorry if i messed it up had passed on a story similar to this but that she had heard many times stories like this on the reservation of people running into similar type figures on the road having people chase after their cars unexplainable events at night that freak you the fuck out, man. And it's just crazy. Like, I, I almost can't even put myself in these footsteps. I've had some weird stuff happen to me, but nothing that I felt petrified by. Yeah, dude, I – that's a good word. Like, I, I seriously was, like, petrified, but, like, shaking because, like, yeah, none of us said anything. Until we got, like, actually, I think we might have said something, like, when we all got into the tow truck. And we were all like, did you just see what I saw? And this is the other crazy shit that happened. So we were sitting there, and we, it's fucking, so we're in Flagstaff, and it's right off of there, off of US 89, um, where we went to, I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> There's, I don't know. an elk? Yeah. Seeing ghosts? No, so we were, no, but just with like the trying to find a fucking place to stay. We went to two different hotels and all of them were booked. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, is there a fucking Ragnar going on? Or people fucking, I don't know, doing other shit like rock crawling? Or is there a series like, what are they doing in Flagstaff right now? Why is there so many people there? So we go to this shitty hotel called the Americana Inn over there by Walgreens, and we're hungry as fuck. We've been sitting in the car for 
over four hours. We're fucking beat. We lost the hotel. We lost one hotel night at the hotel we were supposed to be at. So we had to pay for an extra hotel for no reason. It was shitty. And Brandy's still sort of freaking out. Like we're trying to calm down. And Jay's like, dude, he's like, I need some cigarettes. And I was like, okay, let's try to find a gas station. So we go to the guy at the front of the desk and we're like, is there any food, anything that's open? We're like, we are, we just had a bad accent and it was cold. Like it had gotten cold and none of us really dressed. Like we brought, like luckily we brought jackets and jeans and stuff. Um, and so we, we go walking to the Chevron and I don't know if I'm still tripping out or freaking out. And so I'm walking and I, I swear I hear like, like chatter like people talking okay okay and so i hear people talking we're walking down this street we don't know where the hell we are we're just using our iphones and um you know going using google maps and walking to where the chevron is and so i i shake it off i'm just like okay my head's just playing with me i was like we just had a bad accent everything's going wrong and so yeah, you, you obviously probably just feel like your adrenaline just going at max speed, redlining, and you're shook up, dude. I've been in a car accident before. Anyone that's been in a car accident, you're shook up. When your adrenaline hits that high mark, dude, it's crazy. You feel nuts, man. But then this happens, so. Yeah, and yeah, so like I, I play it off as like adrenaline. I'm like, and so it happens a second time. I'm sitting there with Jay, and I'm walking, and he's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, did you not hear any of those voices? I just told him. I was like, did you hear anybody say anything? Like, It's like there's no one out. It's like fucking midnight. There's no one out on this street. Did you hear those voices? And he's like, no. And then he's like, did you hear that swing and that wind chime? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so he's like, dude, he's like, I swear to God I heard – like an old creaky swing and a wind chime. And then for me, right then, that took me back to like fucking like it, like with those wind chimes and that swing. So I was like getting all freaked out. I was like, dude, if I see a fucking clown, I'm going to fucking freak out. Okay, and just so you guys know, nothing. I used to send this guy like freaking pictures or videos of scary clowns or like little clips from it all the time because this dude hates clowns man yeah our friendship was sorry in jeopardy. Violent Jay. <laughs> it was in Je- our friendship was in jeopardy for a little while <laughs> so we're walking and i'm like okay i was like so you didn't hear anything and he's like no did you hear anything and we're walking along and then as like clear as day we hear this <laughs> and i was like tell me you heard that fucking shit, Jay. I was like, tell me you heard that. He's like, yeah, I heard that. And I was like, let's run. And so we saw the gas station up there and we ran and guess what? It was fucking closed. I was so pissed. (laughs) I was, we were so hungry. And then the other gas station across the street was closed too. I was like, what the fuck kind of place is this? Am I in Utah County again where they just close random gas stations for no reason because they don't think people have fucking emergencies now are you sure that you're just not tripping on this dude I, as far I, as like 
didn't know about that whole thing, but it was weird because that third time he heard it too. Okay, okay. So that's all I'm saying. Like, it was just weird shit. I don't know if we're like being followed by that spirit for a while and he's just fucking with us because they like to do that stuff. Or if it's just someone yeah. behind you that you can just, you know, kids what? messing with you, dude. Yeah, there's fucking little kids walking around at midnight. Shit, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, man. It was, it was creepy, though, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I, maybe our mind was playing tricks on us. I don't know. But, yeah, that, that was creepy, too. Obviously, this scared the shit out of you, dude. Yeah. Like, uh. It sounds like a pretty um, awesome road trip. It was was pretty awesome. The whole reason we went down, so the whole reason we were going through Phoenix uh, from Utah was to go see the Chipotle Cultivate Festival, which uh, we went to Chipotle today, and I haven't been back since then, but there's an Albert Einstein thing that says Chipotle Cultivating Thought. And so we went to that festival with the badass 21 pilots and bleachers and MSMR and Magic Man and then all these celebrity chefs. So actually, through all the shit that we went through, that was worth it to us because we got to see 21 pilots. Hell yeah, man. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. It just sounds like you had a freaky ass exp- experience, bro. Like, you know, uh, that I don't know what, how to explain it. Like, and you know, it seems like Arizona is one of those places where a lot of people I know have had weird experiences. Like you hear about all the UFO sightings or like that huge UFO that had like a million people sighting it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Look it up. A million what? Not necessarily a million, okay? A million people got probed. Million people got probed, dude. Everyone in Arizona's been butt fucked by an alien at least once, dude. So <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But um, why Devin's pulling this up? Let me um. Let's look up Arizona. Arizona what? UFO sighting. Anyway, so. <laughs> It doesn't have to be 25. I think it happened later than that. You'll find it, though, oh, dude. Oh, shit. I remember hearing about that in 97. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it's the huge one with all the lights going across. Yeah, the like Phoenix lights. They disappear out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They, I, and I haven't investigated a ton, but I do know about the Phoenix lights. That's in Arizona. There's a lot of weird stuff that people seem to report in Arizona. And uh, in the Four Corners area. So. Yeah, Four Corners for real. Yeah, Four Corners. It seems like a lot of times when I speak to people around here that have had UFO experiences, that's one of the main areas. Four Corners, Arizona, bottom part of Utah. Um, yeah, so that Phoenix Lights says it was reported by thousands of people. Yeah, so not a million. But thousands of people, dude. And that's more than three people in a car. Even though you're my buddy, I believe you this. Something weird happened. But when thousands of people are reporting the same thing, something's up. Whether it's a UFO or a giant plane or the government's just putting LSD in the water, dude. I don't know. Okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, either way, it seems like a lot of freaky stuff happens in that area. And if anything, I'm just jealous that I wasn't there, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish that I experienced this, man. I haven't had a good scare like this in a long time. Yeah, it's it's almost gotten me to the point where I don't really want to watch any scary movies right now for a little bit, um, which is pretty pretty crazy for me in general and myself. I think the next one I'll see will be with my sister, like the poltergeist, and then after that I might take a break for, for a minute. Freaked you out, huh? Freaked yeah. you out too bad, dude. It did, dude. Don't let it scare you, man. Scary movies are fun. It scared me white. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, dude. I'm the pasty one. I'm the cracker here. And Devin, Devin's looking like a sheet of paper, man. Oh, man. He's looking like a piece of rice right here, dude. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, rice. I've never seen Devin. Most of the time he's like this. likes to joke around. He's always smiling. One of the brightest spirits i have ever met dude seriously the guy gives off light of energy thanks man and i've never seen him just be like well and then i looked up and then uh this guy was right there like he legitimately sounded scared and looking at him he had goosebumps he was having a hard time even like looking up while he's telling the story um you could tell it freaked him out. And so I think something happened to my buddy here. And I think he saw something. And I would really like to hear if anyone else has ever had some experiences in this around this area or, or a similar experience, whether it's somewhere else or not. Because um this is this is pretty gnarly, dude. It's not something that you you hear about every day, but it seriously sounds like something straight out of a scary movie all the way no doubt yeah and that's what was that's what was creepy about it dude like i was just i was sitting there the whole time i was like no way this is fucking happening like all right so yeah that was uh the story that had happened with um that skinwalker and my friends and i and so this is what um was taking place in the car after that whole story so um we'll be jumping right back in to my book and so if you want to follow along again you can and i do apologize if the video is a little bit different just because i was screen recording and i'm not entirely sure how i'm going to edit this in there as well so um yeah this is jumping right back into this story uh where we left off as we sat there we waited for the tow truck driver which felt like an eternity I had called them and was wondering about the ETA. We were all just scared, shaken up from the wreck and trying to figure out what the fuck to do. We literally were stranded out in a desert that was surrounded by a forest that was on sacred land. It was fucking intense. I'm surprised that we handled it as well as we all did. I could feel the tension and the hopelessness of us all. I knew that things would work out, maybe not how we ultimately thought it would be but we were alive well and we had some awesome blessed help the guy from the towing company was nice enough to take us to not one not two but three hotels along um this highway he took us uh right out 
on that main dragon plot as you're coming up to Flagstaff. Um, we were in a pretty remote city in horrible fucking timing with some event going on. Everything was booked. So out of those three hotels, like none of us could find anything. Like we all like went in. I was like, maybe because um maybe because i'm brown you know like maybe they don't want me doing so um brandy went in and then jay went in and then i went in and then we finally found a spot and oh man it was it was crazy it was pretty late by then um so everything was booked i have no idea what the fuck was going on in flagstaff that night but we were all we were definitely being watched over even as i think of it now it was pretty emotional. Not that I personally cried, but I felt the vibes, hashtag energy, whatever you want to call it. And it was hard. As I'm writing this, it is, it is hard. Um, and then life is precious and invaluable, hashtag. Um, Jay and I went for a walk to go find some <coughs> find something to fucking eat. We had been waiting for over three hours total till we arrived at the cheapest hotel there and luckily it was semi-warm or or it would have been a little worse with how bad the weather can be in a resort city not that we had experienced anything crazy you know hashtag sarcasm um we arrived at the american inn hashtag flag staff arizona brandy was having a bread a hard time as any human would her and her little baby suzy q was broken and destroyed and things weren't going according to plan i'm sorry <coughs> i am starving and i have nothing but fucking have had nothing but fucking junk food and i need hashtag realish food even if it was fast food i did not give a fuck well we smoked a nice j that i had rolled torpedo style to calm us down and think logically yes logically on what to fucking do marijuana is like any <coughs> other substance if you are able to control it and use it to its advantage it will work for you shit i'm semi lit right now so stop giving it a bad rap yes it's not for everyone but just be informed we check and see if there is any fast food places or a market store that is 24-7, but to no avail. Everything was closed except for a Chevron gas station. Hell yeah. We found something. Jay and I go and search for food. So we're looking on our phones at this point, um, on our GPSs, just looking to see if there's anything. Luckily, we had a signal because we were in, like, on the middle of nowhere, pretty much. Um, so Jay and I go search for food. We're walking, and I swear I hear girl voices. Call it what you fucking want. But as we were walking, um, goosebumps are emerging as I'm writing. Uh, we were walking. It wasn't as scary as being jumped, representing KCMO. But because of the previous thing that had happened, it was still fresh in my mind and fucking still scares me to, uh, scare is still scaring me, um, to, to this writing, like writing this right now. Um, I heard two voices and I kept to myself. I just shook my head and blamed it on the accident. I then was walking and heard it again. I then turned to Jay and he was like, dude, who the fuck? The noise is swelling. Dude, did you hear those voices? 
he was like, no. I was like, okay, fuck. And so I thought I was just like freaking out myself at this point because my imagination was running wild at this point. Um, and I'm like freaking out right now as I'm thinking about this too, as I'm talking again about it. Um, he then asked me, did you hear that swing in those kids? And I was like, wait, what? Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> this story tells you my nerves. Because <laughs> when I can exactly feel what he said, all I can do is just like laugh about it because of how awkward and uncomfortable it was <laughs> because <laughs> sorry i'm like freaking out right now um just because when we were when we were walking like it was dead silent like there was no cars i was like okay it's not super late i was like maybe two in the morning maybe one uh, maybe one i don't even know i can't remember i think it was one maybe two at the latest and I was like, there's got to be something open. I was like, there's not, like, all these rooms aren't sold out if there's nothing going on. And so um, we're sitting there, and he's like, dude, did you hear those voices in um, those kids? And I was like, what the fuck did you say? Don't fuck with me, man. We then walked a little faster. Our adrenaline must have worn off a little bit. It started to get cold, but we didn't care. We needed food. We continued to walk, and I kept hearing those voices, but they were turning into something that I could not make out. I then heard the voice again, and I turned to Jay, and I was like, please tell me you fucking heard that. He was like, yeah, dude, I totally did. <laughs> we then saw the chevron and ran to it, and then I, and then immediately stopped. I swear I heard demons yelling, hashtag shaking hearts with the dark part of my thoughts. And so that's a uh, lyric from Twin Pilots. Um, it was fucking closed. <laughs> so after all that, whatever it was that was like still following us, um, you know, it, it probably just wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be doing anything crazy or I don't know, you know, like what, what do you do if you're like a, a demon or something and I get and like we inadvertently just killed um, like your uh, spirit animal, a huge fucking elk that um, like, you know, I don't know. Like, what would you do? Would you follow the person around that did that to you? Probably. I don't know. I probably would. So maybe that's what it was. And they just, like, knew our fear for some reason because I hate, like, little kid voices, like, at nighttime. That's one reason. Not saying that's, like, the only reason, but, you know, you make different rationale when, um, <coughs> like, when you think you're not going to have kids. And so, um, yeah, I was just, I would freak out. I would, like punt my kid if it like woke up crying in the middle of the night and was saying something and then just stopped and like looked at me at the end of the hallway yeah i i don't know what i would do but probably that <laughs> um as bad as that sounds so um yeah that chevron it was fucking closed i was so pissed i was like i was mad and i think i said are we in utah because i didn't know what um a gas station was that wasn't 24 7 growing up in missouri like we there was at least one gas station 
within like half a mile radius that was open at least 24 7 um anyways so it was fucking closed i was so pissed that it was closed i thought i was in fucking utah for a second when i grew up in kansas city missouri lots of things were open 24 7 just like i just said um i saw a bar and i was like i bet they have food i then realized that it was last call 2 a.m and that meant the kitchen was very likely closed so i do remember it was around 2 a.m i said two first so there um i haven't read these for a while like you know you just write it and then forget it because i knew how many times i had tried to write this that i didn't come out the way i wanted so i just wrote it how i liked it edited it a little bit but it was all real time um <coughs> anyways and that meant the kitchen was very likely closed we walked very quickly back to the hotel that was a little bit away we arrived and brandy is asleep this was common this was a common occurrence among her which is true like uh when those two were dating she would always be asleep somewhere like <laughs> if we would come back to go grab like food or something she'd be like falling asleep or asleep anyways that's what it's a really inside joke for that um jay and i try to figure out what to do and what to plan on and when things get going so we can arrive at our hotel that we paid for but didn't stay as well as a rental car so it sucked because we lost out because it was so close to like a uh, certain notice that um yeah we lost out like on our deposit in the hotel that we had as well as a day for the rental car and we had to call them um you'll see uh <coughs> we had to call them the next day and have them try to transfer it up and that took a long time but um as well as the rental car i was the last one to fall asleep i looked at my bed hashtag sketch i'm slightly scared about bed bugs but at the same time i could honestly not give a fuck i was blessed and grateful that i was spared again from what could could be a horrific could have been a horrific accident and then it says um hashtag i'll stay awake because the dark is not taking prisoners tonight that's a twirl and pouts Fabian. it's got a cool little logo that i did right next to it sort of um it said i had quite a, a few epiphanies on this trip it was a very surreal enlightening exciting and everything that i thought it would and would not be but at the same time but be at the same time prior to the weeks ahead of the show we had received fortune cookies and yeah you probably just say that it was a coincidence and that something else was not at play i say fuck that shit i believe and that was my face and laugh out loud but really i leave it to a degree of acceptance however that acceptance has to be within your realm of hashtag unnatural reality i had quite a few things vivid deja vu on that trip obviously not about the accident even though i was semi warned by adri she said that she had a hashtag a bad feeling but she might have not just wanted to go i don't know i did not care i brushed it off even though i felt that energy that she had felt when she told me in her room i will do whatever it takes to see a band if i can and am able to though so after all that um yeah i'm totally glad that i went 
um, and saw them. And so here we go. On our way to uh, Chipotle Cultivate, Westworld AZ, hashtag 21 Pilots, Bleachers, MSMR, and Magic Man. And Sunday, April 26, 2015. So I did this at 3.30 p.m. So, yeah, that's a little ways away. It's been a while since I did this because, yeah, I had to write all the other chapters, and, you know, I wanted to write in real time. Um, this is in Orem, Utah, and so I wrote this pretty soon after all of this. Um, you know, at least down. I wrote it down on my computer. Um, luckily, I had some Ambien to get to sleep. I had to take it. I was not able to sleep after the whole accident. It kept replaying in my head like a bad fucking dream. I even told Jay that night, damn, I feel bad for Brandy. I would be fucking freaking after that. But, you know, we can't really do anything till Monday, which sucks balls, but we can make the best of the reason we came down here. We woke up to the auto shop calling us and let us know they had received a car that we dropped off after hours. It seriously was so fucking intense for a while. So I wanted to get I so I wanted to get out my cloud pen and calm my nerves and anxiety um of what was about to unfold. Well, after I fucking looked everywhere in my bag I could not find it. I was like, damn, what a great way to start off the trip. It would have been about one fifty of product and gear I would have lost. So hashtag one fifty, like hundred and fifty dollars. I thought it might have fallen out in the tow truck. I then called and fucking lo and behold they had it. They even dropped it off at our hotel. Luckily we were in close proximity to their shop. I then called Enterprise and had to reserve a car. I looked for a promo I looked for promo codes and shit online and nothing worked. I was on the phone with them for quite a while because we had to discuss on whether we were going to fly back home or drive. We concluded that we needed to do a one-way back to Orem after a couple nights in Phoenix at our hotel that we had paid for but didn't stay at, at that the previous night. I was glad that I had brought my backup credit card to use in emergencies, which this totally was one. I had to drop around... 500 for the car. Uh, the drop-off fee is what killed us at 157. <laughs> Fuck those fees. Jeez. Um, and we literally didn't even go that far. It was less than like... I don't even know. Like, maybe... I don't know. Maybe it was a little ways. Maybe it was like 10 miles. I guess that's a little away. But um, I told them I needed them to pick me up. And the lady was like, well, we have to see if we can. I was like, isn't that your fucking motto? <laughs> we'll pick you up. She then explained within a certain distance. Plus, again, we were less than a mile from almost everything. I, <coughs> I go alone to the rental place. And we're sitting there. And the representative said, damn, you are lucky. This was like the last car. I didn't believe him until the guy behind me was like, are you serious? Yes, we were out of cars. <sighs> Hashtag the universe loved us again. So it was destined for us to go to this uh, concert. 
you know, we had to brave everything to see our favorite band, um, you know, before they blew up. Because um, <clears throat> we'd all been wanting to see them before, but we all had different things that had happened um, where we couldn't go see them or, you know, we didn't really know who they were for some of us and things like that. Um, I drive back to the hotel. Jay is outside pacing and smoking a cig. We both were still in somewhat of a shock. It was just a very intense night. I took a drag of his cig and then looked at some and then took some pictures because the weather was so nice. Cool hashtag trees nature documentation for this book. So here's some pictures. Um, there's just a picture right here. Uh, if you're following online, uh, sorry for the viewers. Right now, I'll just go through these quick, but there's a picture of uh, us from the balcony, and this is at the American Inn, um, right there on the outside of the road of that highway. And then this one was uh, down. Uh, this one was down. Sorry, this one was down beside, um, like behind on the left side. I think they had like a little park and bench area. So I took a picture of a little mountain and some trees there. And then these trees were ginormous. I think they were probably like, I don't know. I want to say 30, no, let's see, maybe 50 feet. Yeah, maybe 50 feet tall, that one at least. Um, so we then waited for everything to unfold. Brandy was on the phone with her mom and insurance. I then took a quick shower while... Uh, hoping that my cloud pen was found and not stolen. The tow company then called back and said that he would be there within an hour. Hell yeah. It was a Chipotle cultivate miracle. That was the saying for the whole rest of the trip. Jay and I knew things would work out and become better. <clears throat> it's always in the shittiest time frame though. But that's how you hashtag live learn in my opinion. Even if it's for a short time, it felt like an eternity. Even right now, a fucking week later, my body is stressed to the f stressed to fuck and drained. Um, let's see here. So this is in real time. Um, zero five, so May fourth, twenty fifteen, and hashtag tangent hashtag RT in real time. Um, quick update. So since then, uh. 21 Pilots has released two phenomenal songs, Stressed Out and Lame Boy. The funny thing is <coughs> that I am like a crazy girl that is obsessed with every single thing about this band. Well, quite a few bands, more so 21 Pilots. In the research I've been doing, their story is just fucking amazing. Hashtag I can't even, I don't even know all of it. The latest, the last video they released really makes me think, and that's what they wanted to accomplish and portray as a band. This album is great. It has me buzzing with different scenarios of what and who Blurry Face is. Is it the alter ego of the concept of blowing up, hashtag record deals, hashtag expectation, and everything the fuck in between that comes along with it, in a way conquering the world through your own hashtag gift that's hashtag destined? The shitty part of it all, and with everything that it is, never your timetable, meaning it's never how you pictured it, 
It might have the things you never imagined, felt, experienced in general, but also with the crushing, ju- with the crushing just hashtag expectation that we put on ourselves. But this time, hashtag everybody's watching me. Uh oh. Hashtag the neighborhood. Um, <coughs> is the general idea that I get from this in blurry face is someone they need to create in a way to cope with how life has now changed forever. Hashtag, it only took 9,765 likes for them to get the music entertainment industry's attention. But I didn't mean it just like only that many. Um, Like, that's when they got noticed. But, man, they've been putting in the fucking work forever, you know? Like, in Ohio, they're selling out, like, arenas just with themselves before, like, different things. Um you know, started to take, uh, you know, like, I don't know, different things just started to take their way and they started to make them get noticed more and more, you know. Um, <coughs> so these were some of the screenshots that I did. Um, you have to bear with me, people that are listening on uh, the podcast, but I'll explain it. So basically the one on the left is the iTunes store because I had pre-ordered the album. Um and that was at 11.35 a.m. that I took a screenshot of that. <coughs> Excuse me. I gotta take a drink really quick. So, um, let's see. The new content just says, you know, from the iTunes store. The Apple, the pre-order notification. Uh, on the right is when I took it, that one was at 10.08 p.m., and there were 16,500 likes exactly. And then I put, I can't wait for this fucking album. And I did the U um, as their symbol. And I think they should use that because it's pretty dope. Um, but if not, it's mine. <laughs> um, let's see, November 19th, 2011, or 2001, First local fan base to sell out to that capacity. So, you know, damn, it's crazy. Um, we never got a big break. Um, you created our break, thank you. And that was a quote from Tyler. And then I do hashtag what's going on Ohio and then Twenty Pilots. So that was my little ta- tangent that I had because... I had to tell everybody, you know, what was going on in real time if I was going to do it like this, because, yeah. Um, <coughs> so back to the concert. We were on our way down there, but we had to make a quick stop to get something to eat because, you recall, we could not find fucking food that night. I was so hashtag hangry. Well, lo and behold, a fucking jack-in-the-box is right down the street from us. Hashtag Chipotle Cultivate Miracle. That fast food joint is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, which is true. Um, and then on the right, there's a picture of Jack. Um, and he's got, like, logos of the states. It's just outlined. Um, you know, like, unless, like, a tag artist did it, like, on a wall. <coughs> Like a cement wall, like if they did on a cement wall. 
It was also such a great day to have the festival. I woke up and wondered how blessed we were to be alive. It seriously was one of the scariest nights of my life up there with hashtag chemo, my transplant, hip replacements, absolutely lupus, and suicide. We finally arrived at the hotel that we were supposed to be in in the first place. Uh, it's pictured below. Um, it was <coughs> so much nicer not having that hashtag rapey feeling if you get me at the other one. The other one was like super creepy. Like, that's why I couldn't sleep too. <laughs> um, we hurried and got everything um, set up and ready to go for the Chipotle Cultivate Festival. That was almost <coughs> that was almost easier said than done. We were also fucking tired from the other night before. I could not sleep for quite a while, and I had to drive everywhere now since I was the only one old enough to rent a car and be on the insurance. So that's one thing about getting a little old, I guess. Hold on, I gotta take another drink of water. I swear, like, maybe it's that heater effect on my voice all dry. But hold on one second, guys. <coughs> Alright, sorry. That's a little bit better. Um, we've finally arrived at that hotel so we hurried and got everything set up and ready to go for the chipotle cultivate festival that was almost easier said than done um yeah sorry read that part so <laughs> now we're gonna go to this part um i took a lot of pictures to document for this book book sole purpose as i do with a lot of things now hashtag i take too many screenshots most of all i have some um uh, dev reasoning behind it Finally, we were, finally, we fucking made it. We did it. Now, you get to walk forever. Well, because of the prior events of the OFE, hashtag OFE, um, and the drive, we sadly missed Magic Man. I was a little sad because I love how catchy their sound was. <coughs> Plus, his sister is gorgeous. Now, if she had some sort of British accent that would make her hashtag hot and that's spelled h-a-w-t um, <laughs> um it's weird how a uh, celebrity crush develops just based off looks and personality within something so minute as a music video um so i took some pictures um this one just right outside our hotel it was a lot nicer there's actually foliage and stuff around um it just wasn't like some concrete slab um so that was cool the pool's over here um this is us walking, and this wasn't even, like, this is where we could see the tents, like, excuse me, it was an understatement to say, like, we almost didn't walk, like, half a mile just to get to the concrete, um, but there was a bunch of people there, I mean, it was free, and it was in Arizona, so it was, like, decent weather, plus tournament pilots in that lineup, and MSR, and Magic Man, and Bleachers, yeah, it's dope. Um, so I was like sitting there, I was like, oh man, what are they going to have in this hangar? We passed like three or four hangars, like airport hangars. Um, this one for the listeners, um, is just, uh, yeah, it's just made out of like some durable, like probably breathable, like foam, not foam. I don't know. Like latex shit. I don't know what the hell, not latex, but just something. It's made out of like canvas or something. Maybe it's canvas. It looks like you can't tell. 
But anyways, um, I'm not a airport hangar designer, so I don't know what it's made out of. Um. <coughs> anyways, we went and we grabbed some beer. Wow, it was just like a hashtag adult kid um, soda shop that gets you fucked up. And it seriously was like, um, there's a picture of all of us on here on the left side. Brandy, Jay, and me um, right here. And like all these tents back here. So there's the main stage uh, for the people I'm pointing at. The main stage was back um, on this side. And it said Chipotle Cultivate. And it was straight back and like right when you got there. But... All along these sides, if you um, can see online on the YouTube, um, like all these were different spots of different local breweries, um, and it was awesome. You know, it was a great festival. So that was cool. Oh shoot, I don't want to open that. Some albums I've been listening to. Anyways, why is that not going down? Let's see here. Sorry, guys. There we go. All right. And then this one on the right um, is the set schedule. So um, let's see. If I can go back to it. I guess it won't let me zoom in on it. Let's see. I was just going to see if I could see the time set, but it won't. It's just zooming in on the other thing. That's dumb. Anyways, um, it just has a set list on there. Uh, started at 11 and goes to 7 is when it ends. Torn Pilots went on at 6. And I think they got short cut of time because they had to, they had some delays. Um, as always at every festival, you know. <clears throat> um, my favorite one that I tried there was called the Hashtag Pago Brewing. Um, it was an orange blossom ale. And damn, it was so good. It sold out too fast. Luckily, I had two 12-ounces, so I had 24 ounces of that. Luckily, I got that, but that stuff was really good. Um, we then walked around, um, and that had a cool so concept from informing of informing the free concert goers of Cultivate exhibits. Hashtag, there is a cinema, the factory farm, fresh versus processed GMO, guac from scratch, um, once you completed four of the five, you get rewarded and get a free burrito. However, we did not do that. I said, our time is not worth waiting two hours doing this shit if it was even worth more than maybe $20. But we came to see these bands. So hashtag we drank. We did eat Chipotle in a different line like that. You could go buy a burrito, uh, you know, for the regular price pretty much. Um... And so we uh, drank eight Chipotle, more beer, more food. Um, I was sad that they did not have any merchandise um, that we could see of uh, for any of the artists that were performing. Eh, shit happens. Maybe we were just blind. So, like, we couldn't find anything. Like, we walked around, went everywhere um, to see if we could find something, but we couldn't. Uh, we watched the... Um, <coughs> we watched hashtag msmr in the bleachers and of course there's truly 21 pilots the whole reason for the whole fucking trip we did check out one of the celebrity chefs however we were smoking the claw pen and things got a little suspicious so we had to hashtag get the fuck out um 21 pilots take the stage 
Is this real life? I could not believe that this was really happening. We had finally made it through all the shit that had happened. Totally worth it. We were walking there, and it was hashtag awesome. A lot of people came for 21 Pilots. It was pretty fucking sweet. I was excited for them. But then the that elite feeling sets in of being a longtime fan, and you were a part of this beautiful hashtag skeleton clique. Don't get me wrong. I always wish... That artists make it big, but there was that nostalgia part, too, of not wanting it to be. um, There's that nostalgia part, too, of wanting it to be uh, secretive, VIP, underground, whatever the fuck you call it. That is something that I have always wanted to be just for me. As you grow and you understand that life becomes hashtag stressed out, so we need to help hashtag everybody out. Um, I had... Just read the new alternative press um, issue 323.2 June 2015 with the Fall Boy cover. Hashtag members only. Hashtag great marketing. Hashtag my favorite magazine. Um, So this is just a screenshot of um, when I was reading that magazine. Uh, This is on my Instagram, my personal one. Um, And it just says, hell yeah, alternative magazine came alternative press magazine came can't wait to check out a couple of my favorite bands and it was Twin pods fall boy panic sleeping with sirens um yeah and then it says hashtag feel by rom is taking over the world again and they do and feel by rom is like my favorite label i'd love to own them um side tangent um hashtag you think twice about your life even though my life has been dealt pretty shitty I had to make the best of it. And I know I'm blessed to do things and that I want to do <coughs> and the things I want to do, but I do have a very hashtag optimistic outlook on life. It could be worse. I have had to, as I mentioned before, but I had to entertain hashtag entertain my faith and understand what my um it ain't the speakers that pump the heart, it's the hearts that make the beat. Hashtag we were gifted with thought. So those are twenty one pilots lines, um, with those hashtags in that and then it just says a uh, hashtag uh real life random moment and so went for like a drive and me and my homie um took a picture and I think this is the Bountiful LDS Temple or Mormon Temple. But uh, for viewers who can't see, there's like a huge thunderstorm like right over it and on the right side and then on the left, it's all nice and light. And so that's how life can be, man. Like you can have like these crazy ass thunderstorms, you know, like on the right side behind this hill in the temple, um, it's like super dark, you know, it can be that. And then there's a tiny glimmer of light right here. Then light over here and more thunderstorms and then boom, it just opens up and it's like nicer skies and it's better and it feels good because of the rain. So, you know, just take that for heart. Um, And it says, thank God it's Friday because Fridays will always be better than Sundays because Sundays are my suicide days. I don't know why they always seem so dismal. Thunder, clouds, snow, and a slight drizzle. Whether it's the weather or the letters by my bed. Sometimes death seems better than the migraine in my head. And that's Tony Pilot's song, Migraine. 
Um, it's random how these events happen, at least in my mind. I was waiting for the iPhotos to load not long, but I really need an SSD drive. But fuck, man. I take so many damn screenshots, screenshots and also just um, learning different ideas and passions and, you know, just saving it for my life. Because you never know, man. Like, um, I'll get more about, like, digital life stuff or simulation things that I think. Um, but um, you never know. Like, maybe our life was digital at a point. Like, that, uh, that show Black Mirror is crazy. But um, this one, this other hashtag, we get back to the story, I could talk about Black Mirror later. Um, we all are stranger creatures than, uh, we s than <coughs> gosh, <coughs> sorry, we are all stranger creatures than when we all started out as kids. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that song means. Um at that point like that line right there and so this was the set list um of the chipotle cultivate festival um i'll read it in a second i'm just trying to size it up for the people that are watching online i'm going to take a real quick drink again um yeah sorry Alright, so, set list for you listeners. The first one I played was Gun for Hands, uh, second, Migraine, third, Very Local. Uh, that was their first live premiere of that song. Four, um, they did a cover of DJ Khalid's All I Do Is Win. And then um, they did House of Gold, Holding On To You, Semi-Automatic uh, Semi Was Aborted Due To Time. That really sucks. That's like one of my favorite songs, and um, yeah, damn, I was so sad that I wasn't able to hear that. I wish they would have abandoned the one of the covers or something. Um, and then they did the run and go, and then they did tear my heart, which was their live premiere as well at that concert. And then they did car radio, and then trees. So. Uh, I'm glad they did Trees. Trees is one of my favorites, too. So, that was a pretty damn good set list, you know? Like, it was pretty sweet. Um, so, we were standing near the back and trying to figure out what areas were open. We started out in the center stage right, but then we made our way to stage left and stayed up there. It was one of the better spots. I then learned... It was not that great for seeing Tyler sing and play his piano. But once he got up and around and moving, it was on. And I'll be holding on to you. Hashtag I'll be holding on to you. As you can see from my set, the set list above, Guns for Hands was the first song. This was the one of the first that I, sorry. This was one of the first songs that I had heard from 21 Pots. Everything is coming together. Hashtag the atmosphere, the unity, the an anticipation, the love. I could not contain myself. I was fanboying like a motherfucker, and I still do. Hashtag can't wait for blurry face. Um, so here's another tangent really quick. Um, one of the things I do remember from listening to this song 
when that horrific hashtag Newton CTE um, elementary school shooting happened. From those lyrics alone, I could tell and feel that the things were just going to become worse and worse with shootings of innocent civilians, let alone fucking kids. Ugh. Anyways, for me, these lyrics at that hashtag time and moment, we never put the safety on and we we're all trigger happy and just take those shots at any time we can because what's a human life? Well, it's everything and it makes me stay up at night wanting to change the world in any way I can. It might seem a little, it might seem weird or whatever, but I always say a little prayer every time a tragedy has happened in my eyes for that particular situation. Believe what you want. I believe in good vibes. One of the interesting things that I saw on the stage was this little microphone that was fucking suspended in the air. I then had a real life deja vu with Tyler singing during Fairly Local. It was fucking crazy how like almost eerie because of the events that happened up, in, up to then. I knew that it, I was in the right place, that I was blessed to be seeing them perform both Fairly Local and Tear, <coughs> tear in My Heart live for the first time. It was their live premiere. It was fucking worth the wait. And, well, not worth not seeing them before because that would have been fucking intimate. But, like, as it was meant to be, which for me, hashtag all that deja vu. Damn, timing is everything. Plus, being able to hear their newest songs made me feel elite again. One of the other inspirational things that happened when they were playing hashtag car radio and Tyler gave a little speech. It's awesome because people do get very depressed and want to give up. It is hard. No one knows those demons but yourself, and even then you don't. Um, and this is what he said in uh, the... If I can find this video, my... Um, yeah, my hard drive like sort of crashed a little bit, and I think I have most of it, but... I'm going to see if I can find this video of him saying this because I think I recorded it. I might have got the end of it, but I looked up this online to double check with it. And he's sitting there with everybody and he um, climbs into the crowd, you know, like they uh, like he usually do does him and Josh. But Josh didn't come in at that time right then. Um, actually, did he go in there with him? I think, yeah, actually he did go in there with them. Never mind. So he was sitting there, and so as everybody was holding up, he's like, everybody, uh, Tyler says, everybody's still with me. Everybody give me one hand up. We're all together. I promise you're not going to get through. We're all together. I promise you're going to get through. We're all together. I promise you're going to get through. We're going to move together. And now we just sit, come on. Now we just sit in silence. And then he screamed it. And, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, holy fucking shit. Um, so, side tangent for people, like, when I was writing this in real time. Um, 
a blurry face just leaked. And so here's a picture of me taking it. Um, and it has one minute for the screenshot of uh, Facebook. And it says, oh shit, it leaked. Hashtag Twin Pilots, hashtag Blurry Face, and then OMG. It says, I'm in love with this fucking album. Um, have been since I heard that they were releasing it. And then even more when Fairly Local was debuted. Those lyrics and that music video, mind blown. The anticipation of the album was worth it. That's one thing that is good and bad about digital downloading. Purchase on iTunes. I remember rushing off of work to go buy an album or going on my lunch break. Whatever I need to do to get those particular artists beating through my head. I believe my favorite newer song songs um, that I'd heard and possibly overall song that I enjoyed the most is hashtag not today and hashtag heavy dirty soul mainly because in my head he is being <coughs> his happy side of blurry face who he believes he is and he has ultimately transformed into something that spawned this hashtag genius for me it would be the pressure of going from a few set a few people to sold out crowds festivals and um hashtag you are just blowing the fuck up in my opinion like no one really has classes on how to be famous and if they did each case would be different so hashtag the course and not today is so so very catchy and i love it because not only is it catchy it is inspirational and determined to change the outlook on that individual's demon as if they had a jump start the person to get them back up and running to uh, hashtag brighter day. That's our voice. That our voice is and can be heard. Hashtag not today. Make a noise. Tear down those barriers. Heard you say not today. Tore the curtains down. Windows open. Now make a sound. Heard your voice. There's no choice. Tore the curtains down. Windows open. Now make a noise. Um, for me, this is the American dream. We have to put on a fucking fake face and perform for everyone. Even though I've stopped a tiny bit, I still do because, well, it's how success happens. Yes, the American dream has slightly died. However, it has not. It has because a majority of the Americans, a majority of America is how, how do I put this? Hashtag financially and emotionally drained yes right now we are finally on the up and up but damn it is very hard to cope with life and not wanting to just run the hell away because life was not meant to survive it was meant to live that's how that has been my motto for some time now however it can be achieved with new things like kickstarter gofundme indiegogo and many more other crowdfunding sites you got to give social media props. I have mentioned this before, but it's just such an awesome use of technology and charity, which I will to disrupt. Hashtag disrupt. Um, back to the song. It was just interesting how music can work. Twenty Pilots hit it right on the fucking head as far as inspiring young and young at heart generation. Life is not easy. I really don't think it was meant to be in some cases. For me, it helps me grow as a person. 
for the tournament pilots, it's as if I was growing with them. You can't do that with a lot of medians. With music, you can connect on numerous, numerous levels, and they can change over time. So many different variables. It's hard to put into words, just like these music chapters. Basically, what I'm saying is get off your fucking ass and do something with your life. Find that passion and run. Just fucking run. You will have to make sacrifices, heartaches, ups and downs, life, love, failure, and just live in life. We can no longer be idle. It is destroying our progression as a society and as a human race. Make it known, even if it is scary. In all actuality and reality, this album has made me very happy and has made me think quite a bit with each play. It's come at a perfect time when things had gone very south with one of my best friends. Hashtag don't forget about me, no. The thing that made it hard is that I introduced her to Tournament Pilots and I was so excited to talk to her about this album. Hashtag have crazy car jam sessions, uh, videos, um, getting those fast fucking tongue twist, tongue twisting raps down, as I can't even say that. Um, it all vanished. Instead of talking to her about it, it had been other friends and family that have joined in the mix. It's interesting how music can do phenomenal things in your life. It's a chance that can that can come very suddenly from feelings, dreams, loss, love, pain, sorrow, so much. I feel like Tony Pilots have truly expressed a huge variety of instrumental um, instrumental progression as artists. Blurryface has brought that out of them. It has not only changed them, but opened up a new journey that is no longer a fantasy. It's a hashtag rapid fuck you in the face serendipitous adventure that I'm sure they have imagined. But it's one thing to imagine it and one to live it out. I can't wait to grow with them with the skeleton click. Wow. Wow. What a powerful album. So um, I have some other screenshots on here. Um, this one just says uh, hashtag can't even twin pilots blue face. I love how the music gods know exactly what lyrics and sound and when to give me my drug. Hashtag drug is my music. It's beautiful. And then um, the next one says, wow, what a phenomenally beautifully produced album. Or a phenomenal beautifully produced album. Hashtag repeat till forever. Hashtag blurry face. And then this one says, um, listen, I know this one's a contradiction because of how, how happy it sounds, but the lyrics are so down. It's okay, though, because it represents weight. Better yet, it is who I feel I am right now. And that was not today from Torn Pots as well. This whole chapter, duh. Um, yeah, so... That's what those are. Uh, this one, I'm just going to take a real quick drink again. Man, it's crazy how much you start to drink when, you know, you're talking a bunch. <coughs> Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015, 9.31 p.m. Mountain Center Time, Salt Lake Apartment. 
first draft of the previous finishing chapter and new apartment. Shit. <laughs> um, so I was drinking Kirkland vodka and sour, sour D hybrid at that time. Um, all right. So this particular concert was something of a pretty interesting one and how everything hashtag fucking went down. Here we go. So yeah, the previous girl always made me remember touring with pilots as I have mentioned before. It sucked because one of those tickets I had was for her. Well, shit. Life fucking happens. So I did something I have never done before concert-wise. That meaning, well, I had two extra tickets and I sold the fuck out of them. I needed money. I was unemployed and I was offering on the lower end for each tickets. I sold them for 150 apiece. So I didn't feel good about that. Um... I know, crazy, like almost a hundred dollars each profit. Well, I was without a job and I needed the money. I had to make ends meet. Life is hard, and yes, I do have an above average uh, materialistic appreciation. So, hashtag suck me sideways, whatever. I didn't give a fuck. Anyways, life is fast, haha. <laughs> and fucking Slow Town just came on. Um, music Gods. Again, I love the background and the screaming at the four minute, one second ish mark. Well, shit, that was a weird tangent. Nick, thanks for being hashtag faded Devin writing. So I sold them. I did that and <clears throat> it helped me out. Sometimes I feel like it's a blessing, hashtag karma, whatever you see fit. I feel like telling that because that is something I've never done. I guess I got. Twisted up inside my head. Hashtag a confession, if you will. That's also how this concert started for me. It's always more real when you hold the tickets. Like, I'm tangible for fucking sure. I love music. So, yeah, I always try to buy my tickets now. Unless it's out of town. Now I learned my lesson the hard way. I've lost, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably, like, over... $500 on my lifetime of out-of-town tickets um, before, like, digital era, like, when I bought them because I thought I was going to go, and then something came up, and I couldn't go. So now if I do buy digital or tickets out-of-town, I always try buying digital so I can transfer them to somebody. Um, I mean, I sold them on eBay sometimes, but then you had to play for, like, express shipping, and it just costs a lot, so it's a lot easier to do that. Um, so hashtag I love music. I do have a confession. I wanted to write this here as like a new cleanse, my new chapter of my old new self. I'm just excited that I am writing this in my new apartment, hashtag quadplex. Um, alone in hashtag ambiverted. Holy shit, kitchen sink just started. Um... Nobody thinks what I think. Liquid air, liquid sessions. Is to you, not liquid air, liquid sessions to me. Write something that might be worthless. So I'm talking about kitchen sink because um, I just started. And yes, I do feel like I fight off demons in a sense. Where shit happens now around me. 
musical gods. Um, hashtag MGMs is the musical gods. Um, damn, the song is so fucking underrated. Is it's beautiful, really? So I'm talking about Kitchen Sink again. Um, you guys should check that out if you haven't heard that. But if you're a 21 Pilots fan, um, you probably have heard that. So no one knows what his Kitchen Sink is, and so that's why I was saying like, um, he says that in a way. Um, but yeah, Liquid Air and Liquid Sessions to me isn't what it is to you. And he says the Kitchen Sink isn't what it is to um, you as it is to me. You know, vice versa. So, um, Touring Pilots. So, this is was um, when I saw Touring Pilots again. Um, they came with Echo Smith, and this was on September 26th, um, 2015. And that was at Saltaire in Utah. Um, life is interesting when something you love, such as this band, uh, Touring Pilots, becomes something more than just music they're slowly and very very fucking surely changing a cultural new age generation it's very surreal to watch and understand the crowd and do a little sociology of this particular scene that i may i myself grandfathered in it's something like i have ever seen and felt and for us i think to be alive it's a few of the proud and the emotional the time came, and Jay and myself met up with my friend JJ, then my sister Ali met us there. She came straight from Comic-Con Salt Lake City 2015, dressed as a Goomba. All but JJ went to the bar and got some drinks, AMFs to be exact. We drank those sort of quick because we were a little late getting there. Echo Smith was just about on their last song. I then got my favorite drink after that. We all then go out to the balcony and look at the sold-out crowd. Outdoor concerts are fun. Hashtag, I saw a fun there as well. Outside, because at Saltaire, I hadn't been to a lot of outside shows. Um, they hadn't done a lot of them. And so I saw a fun there like a while ago. I don't even know when it was. It was before then. Um, my one friend, Annette, went with me, and that was cool. Um, sorry, I gotta take another drink really quick. And so here's some pictures. Um, this is my sister. I took a picture of her from the top because she was looking for us. Um, I took a picture, yeah, from the top. I don't know if you heard me because I was sort of down. Um, I took a picture of her from an aerial view, uh, when we were waiting for her. And then here's another one of me and her. And I have the mask on. Um, and my 21 Pilots t-shirt. It's uh, the one with the skeleton click in the middle of it. With uh, the fans doing their symbol uh, in red. And then my sister has a Goomba. Um, as you can see a little bit better there. If I do that for the people online. And then... Um, Hashtag, uh, here's a side tangent that happened, um, <coughs> is hashtag pray for Paris, hashtag pray for peace, is, uh, November 14th, 2015, 8.53 Mountain Standard Time in Salt Lake City, um, so oddly enough, Alternative Press has 
started to inform their fan base about semi-current news. They had a couple articles that were off topic of their company, especially on their Facebook feed, but that is neither here or there. Something very, very horrible and tragic just happened. I had just got back from hanging out with some of my friends and woke up from a nap and checked my Facebook feed like usual and basically saw that unthinkable shit went down all over the world on Friday the 13th, 2015. Hours and still ongoing uh, fucking surreal nightmare destruction. It's hard to put into words what was going through my head. I only knew what I had read on Facebook feed, Twitter, which can include numerous news sources. I obviously did not experience it like those horribly unfortunate people did all over the world. However, I do have empathy for them in a way where a fucking human should. I do not brush off tragedies. Yes, it is easier to not think about or just take 20 minutes to understand a few things. No, real life shit that should not happen in a real world took place. It's becoming more and more like Hollywood. It's truly scary. Apocalyptic, one could say. I did read up a decent amount on the other catastrophes of it, but haven't too, if that makes sense. It is hard. Our hometown is in the dark. I want to see, I want to see it, but don't because it's getting too real. I keep saying real because it is. Don't be intolerant to it or ignorant or intolerant. Don't be ignorant to it. Mainly though, um, the parasite affected me more due to the fact that big portion of it happened at a music concert. When I read about, when I read the account of them hitting both of the places I would have been if I had been attending that concert, hashtag the bar, then the mosh pit, my stomach started to turn more and more that I read pictures, tweets, videos, news feeds. I then had tears turned to torrential it ripped my soul apart I can't even fathom what went down no one possibly can from all the angles and point of views I just wish things were different I just do not know I do not know if we were ever if we will, will ever have peace it, it truly is scary however we do have our solidarity as a world. That was a beautiful thing to unf- see unfold. There's always good and evil. We need a lot more good things to happen, I feel like. Hashtag peace will win and fear will lose. Just played through my headphones. The MGMs did it again. There's one thing that is troubling and something that shouldn't be happening. Should not be happening. I attend quite a few concerts, shows, performances. One of the main reasons I would attend besides the amazing musicians and them having my whole heart for a night, hashtag honestly forever, it was to get away, unleash a piece of me 
that nobody had seen except if you had attended a show with me or not. It becomes a haven, a home, and a warmth of unity, love, being you. That does not happen all the time. Do you have that feeling now terrorized and destroyed mentally on numerous accounts, levels, emotions? I cannot personally fathom at all. It affects everyone involved in that venue, in the venues worldwide now. Am I the only one to know? Hashtag waging my wars behind my face and above my throat. Hashtag shadows will scream that I'm alone. But I know we've made it this far. Hashtag kid. We have made it this far. It is sad that Twin Pots had to cancel their Europe, European tour on the account of safety and security. It happened in the middle of the end of this chapter. I've not even got to the part about the actual show. I always feel blessed every time I'm able to go attend an event. It is in my blood. I hope we can all come together just like the Beatles. Which is crazy because hashtag David Martello played a beautiful rendition of Imagine by John Lennon in the Beatles. It is in not crazy how influential music is at a time. At any time. Hashtag is our gateway to another dimension. Peace and love to all the world. Hashtag will it ever happen. So this guy, he played a rendition of Imagine. And I'll search him really quick so people that are watching online can follow along. Um... So he played this, um, this video right here. Let's see. Um, so this is the one that you want to look up for the people, for the people. So I don't know how much I can play of that, but, um, this is done. If you're looking for it, it just says Paris Attacks and then it says what David what made David Martello bring his piano to play John Lennon's Imagine. And his name is spelled D A V I D E M A R T E L L O. Um suggest you guys check that out. Um it's really really inspiring really inspires uh can't even talk. Um really inspiring. Um, and it was like perfect timing. Like it was, it was amazing that he did that. Um, so back to the concert. Um, the set list goes as follows, right here. Um, hold on one second. Let me take another drink really quick. It's probably that heater. It gets pretty cold in my, um, in this room I'm in, and so I have this little space heater blowing, and it's sort of blowing towards me. It's probably making my mouth super dry, but it's keeping me warm. So, sorry. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so the set list for the people that are online, they probably read it, but I'll read it to you guys that are listening. Um, Heavy Dirty Soul, Stressed Out, Guns for Hands, Migraine, Polarize, House of Gold intro, um, We Don't Believe What's on TV, Can't Help Falling in Love, Elvis Presley cover, uh, The Judge, Lame Boy, and then for the piano and drum medley, um, they did different choruses. So they did the platoon, verse one and chorus, um, semi-automatic, the chorus. Didn't get to listen to it again. Damn it. Twin Pilots. You guys, that song's awesome. Maybe it's hard for him to play. I don't know. Um, and then forest chorus, screen, the chorus, ode sleep, chorus, uh, addicted with a pen, verse one and the rap. Um, and then screen the bridge and then they got back and they did um started with doubt they did message message man holding on to you ride the run and go tear in my heart um car radio and then for the encore they did goner um and trees and the goner one was sweet like all their video stuff was really awesome um i have a couple pictures that are online if you're following that but um yeah the one on that was way sweet i loved it um it was pretty pretty cool um so we work our way through the crowd a little tipsy turvy twin one pilots woo yeah yeah crowding uh that's why I call that. I call that woo, yeah, in the crowd. So, um, I was obnoxious for exactly twenty-one seconds. Not really, uh, but I was obnoxious that much because people were listening. But actually, it was in between when we were walking around. So, um, since we were all sort of tipsy and falling over, um, we dug JJ to find the spot since he was a sober one. He found a spot and then another. Oh, and then. We find it, we throw on our masks, and we're ready uh, to blurry, hashtag blurry face out, so like blurry face the fuck out is what I meant. Um, I myself am about to light up my cloud, and right after I do that, literally three seconds after I blew it out, one of the security dudes comes over and tells JJ, take off the mask. It was shocking because, well, I did not see that officer I thought he was coming over and telling me I could not do that here. So then I hear JJ say, well, it's part of the act. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it totally is. I'm fucking blurry face, bitch. <laughs> he laughed and said, it's creepy and you can't wear it. So we acted like adults, moved and put on our masks somewhere else. <laughs> um, it was awesome. They started out with Heavy Dirty Soul. One thing I must confess while I'm doing this. I'm putting my body in somewhat the exact same state I was in. Uh, I'm listening to Heavy Dirty Soul. I've had a few AMFs. It's pretty well to say the least. Um, Tyler Spitz. Hashtag, this is a rap. This is not hip-hop. Just another attempt to make the voices stop. I'm losing it. AK fanboying the F out. In this song, they convey a 21... Pilot's prequel in a sense. They somewhat explain it meant to be um they somewhat explain what it meant to be become something they almost never dreamed of 
but at what cost? Who knows? Just then, really. Even though us as listeners want to almost take on their pain to become a part of their journey. And that's the beauty of the whole concept and everything that is Twilight Pilots and Blurry Face. The whole set was awesome. It was like a dream come true, as you can see below. But man, it sucked. But understandable from a marketing slash teaser perspective, the little courses that they did, it got me hyped each time. But then I thought to myself, it's actually pretty damn clever because you still got to experience that song, even if it was for a short time. But then they made up for it because hashtag doubt came on. Don't forget about me. About me is what I have on the hashtag. And then hashtag don't trust a perfect person and don't trust a set list that's flawless. (laughs) See what I did there? Um, Hashtag polarized was great too. Fuck man, everything was so great about that night. It's hard to put into words. It seriously is. They make me feel immortal in a way that I have not felt in quite a while. I was anticipating that bridge break in the song. Domino and Fuego. I think I lost my halo. Oh man. And then that huge bass drop at the end. It was tingly. I love that as shows you can feel that bass. Two minutes and thirty seconds to thirty two seconds. I don't know where you are. You have to come and find me, find me. And so he screams that, um in that uh sorry just stretching really quick i started cheating myself and saw that they did goner towards the end of their sets but man it was beautiful the whole drop film and the impact of twin pilots the people the unity the love everything was great then they played motherfucking trees the reason um the reason it is one of my favorites is because this drawing that I, yes, myself painted at one of those paint nights in Salt Lake City. It was a lot of fun. I thought of trees, um, the backdrop in the forest too, with a mix of 30 seconds to Mars with the lit triangle and also the Illuminati, I guess, like a passage to another dimension or some shit. <laughs> um, yes, I would probably change some things about the piece, but you know, don't trust the perfect art piece. Um, so here's a picture of this I did. I thought it was pretty good. Like you can see like the dimensions of it. I still couldn't get like the lighting right. Like even when I tried to take a picture, like you can see where the other paint had come through um, on here. So basically people that are listening to me, it's just, there's like some clouds and there's like a pathway and then up to it are some dark trees and then in the middle there's supposed to be some radioactive like yellow green goblin sin city style color um on there and then some are dots are coming up and then in the middle there is a um 30 second smart mars triad or an illuminati passage um and i also put um the bunny from donnie darko frank he's in there he's right here and then there is also um, a 21 pilot symbol in there. Um, there's, I think, a few of them in there that I hit in there. Um, so temperatures dropping, temperatures dropping. 
It was. It was almost October on the salt flats, and the lake effect is there. However, it was not like that at all. I had so much adrenaline and alky, hashtag books in me. Motherfucker, I was faded, but a good one. You know, you'd know if you'd knew. I remember the whole time just putting on my own show, having a blast and letting the music flow through me. My wish, it came true. They played Holding On To You, and I fucking lost it. It takes me back to that moment. I personally found them. They blew me away. It's always so surreal when you see them perform one of your uh, one of your all-time favorite songs ever. The outro is so fucking beautiful. Tyler takes on Tyler's take on each line is everything I love in music. Both we were made for each other. Lean with me, rock with me. When is it gonna stop? With uh. <coughs> Sorry, lean with me, rock with me. When we gonna stop with the lyrics that? Oh man, I can't think right now. When we gonna stop with with the lyrics that mean nothing? We were gifted with thought. Is it time to move our feet to an introspective beat? It ain't the song. It ain't the speakers. That bump ain't the speakers that bump the hearts. It's our hearts that make the beat. Sorry, I was like scrolling along while I was reading that, and I like screwed up my rhythm with that. So, yeah, lean with me, rock with me. When we gonna stop? Yeah, you know that. So, um, here we go. So this is the next part of it. Um, I should cut that down actually, as I'm thinking that while I'm recording that. So that might look different when you guys come back. I might have that branched down. I actually thought I did do that. Maybe the website's just being weird. Um, so December fifth, twenty fifteen, uh, six twenty-five p.m. And this is Salt Lake City, Utah. Again. The article was very well wrote, um, so I'm talking about uh, the Alternative Press article. Um, so the article was well wrote. I've always had a respect of Twin Pilots. It made me even more apparent that I believe in this. You can really tell that both Josh and Tyler love their fans and have mutual uh, mutual respect for us as well. They have had their trials and their experiences in a different light that they themselves cannot explain. I love how Dunn talks about how when he researches these people of fascination and because of doing so, he feels like he can relate to them on a different level that is not even real, but it's built up to be so in his head. I do that shit all the time, like this whole fucking book. Um, I'm very good. I'm a very good conversationalist and I'm able to talk about a broad range of discussion, music, technology, culinary, business, or my fortes, hence liquid air slash liquid sessions. Um, one, of the very, one of the very interesting things that they said in this article was both, uh, so this is in quotes um, from the Alternative Press magazine, it says, both Wall Street hedge fund managers and high-level government intelligent operatives will agree on one evident truth. 
A small amount of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. It then pushed into a segue in my head when I read that they feel like they did not do enough, even though by industry standards, by industry standards, they have, and they fucking did. So just in the quote of both Wall Street hedge fund managers and high-level government intelligent operatives will agree on one evident truth. A small amount of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. And we're surrounded by copious amounts of knowledge. Hence why now all that fake news shit and um, Facebook getting cracked down and them just spreading that like crazy. And people are writing articles, you know, knowing that it was fake. Sort of nuts to think that that's happened all since uh, when I wrote that. That was 2015, so well over two years ago. Um, let's see, I lost my spot. Sorry. See, that's the thing. See, the thing is, sorry. See, the thing is that I want to know that knowledge. I want to know what it is and how it works that way. Once I have a grasp of it as an outsider, I'll ask questions, ponder, and then break those rules. This industry needs to evolve like a motherfucker in this digital age. Why it's got to be like this is the living, is this living free? I want to disrupt, I want to disrupt that, that whole industry and make something that will be emulated. Sad this is because the comp the competition the competitive what does that say? I think I spelled it wrong. Because the competition's heart will not be there as humans. I don't know what I was meaning there. Sorry guys. Oh I know what I was trying to say. So I was saying um it's sad that the competition's heart won't be there as humans. It will all be about the money. And that's where their downfall is. Unless I can show, teach them how they can make money by being hashtag genuine caring. It's fun to fantasize. So I'm taking my time on my ride. Um, yeah, I just like my. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like my whole outlook on everything like. People, yeah, I will have nice things. Like, I do like material things. But once, like, I have my, I guess, like, a house and cars and things like that, even then, though, um, I will still be putting a lot of money back into my business, you know, and my marketing will help out. And the things that wouldn't be passed by, like, a board or, I don't know, who will be there helping me run it but i will use my own personal money to make things happen you know like i just want people to experience like an awesome type of luxury that i myself will be experiencing at the same time or have experienced as i've worked at the rich carlton seen what the top one percent like spend their life like um being a chef there and just watching it and seeing the rooms and the spa and all that stuff but um 
yeah, I just really want to disrupt that industry a lot. Um, I think it's something that can definitely happen, you know? Got the business plan to do it. But here we go. So this uh, last part is a quote from Tyler. Um, someone had asked him what the 21 Pilots logo means. And so he says, it means 21 Pilots, the logo does. Why it means 21 Pilots? It is really, it is it really goes, sorry, I can't even talk. So it means 21 Pilots, the logo does. Why it means 21 Pilots, it is, is it really goes along with one of our songs, Kitchen Sink. The whole concept of that song is that I feel that humans are always struggling all the time when it comes to purpose, trying to figure out their purposes, what purpose even is, what's the point, just to find your own existence. A lot of kids and people my age struggle with what's the point, and with the logo, what it really means is it's an encouragement when someone asks me what asks me what the logo means to me the logo means something to me because i made it and because i made it it means something to me that's the point the point is that i created something that only i understand and whether or not i decide to disclose the meaning of it that's the beginning of purpose for me the meaning of purpose for me is by creating something. If it is, if it be by writing lyrics, painting a picture, by expressing yourself through art, if it's photography or music or theater or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be artistic, but if you create something and only you know the meaning of it, that's the beginning of purpose for you. When you're in the room by yourself trying to decide whether to stay alive, you can tell yourself, I should probably stay alive because I'm the only one who knows the meaning of that thing. So the logo is an encouragement for people to create. That's what it means. That's Tyler Joseph, lead singer of Toronto Pilots. So this uh, photo... This is one of my favorite photos of Tyler. I did not take this photo, um, this right, but this photo belongs to Torn Pilots on their ERS 2016 concert is when that was taken. That was through Facebook. So if you do a reverse image of this, that will come up on their page. Uh, the rest of the images, though, through this are mine. So all rights reserved, screen grabs from respective owners of Facebook. Alternative Press Magazine, Jack in the Box, Instagram, Chipotle, uh, Chipotle Cultivate Festivals, YouTube. Um, black and white picture above is owned by Twilight Pilots, Facebook. The rest of the pictures are by me, Devin K. Shashi Christensen. Um, so if you guys want to comment, you totally can. Um, or subscribe to my email. I'll start sending out stuff there. I can't get rid of this Pinterest thing, so... I wonder if um, Squarespace can help me on that. Maybe they fixed that so I can take that off. But that's the chapter, guys. Thanks for listening to that um, 21 Pilots chapter.
And if you guys want to check out or read ahead, since maybe you don't like how I speak or don't like, I don't know, whatever, how I suck at talking, um, it is sort of complicated just because I'm sitting here in a room by myself and I'm just talking, <laughs> you know. Um, I will have guest speakers and stuff, so it'll make it a little bit more interesting, but I'm getting through um, all these chapters um, just because I know some people don't take the time to read, and it's sort of cool to see what I said. You know, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just doing all this in real time. All of it's going to be live and done. Um, as you can tell, I don't really want to go back and edit it, plus that's not really transparent. That defeats my whole purpose of what I'm doing this, you know. So, um, if you want to check it out, you can go to the pictography and read the other chapters, see what my bands are that are on here. Um, so if you're online or watching that, you can see that right now. And you can check out the about chapter of me as well, about why I'm doing, excuse me, why I'm doing this and, um, you know what my whole dream and everything is about so um thank you for listening um everybody check out my website tell your friends um i will start talking about um different technology and music related news and things like that that are coming up um so let's see yeah i don't know love you guys um try to do something awesome in the world um and by awesome i mean you can do something awesome for yourself but try to do it for someone else as well um whether that's you know buying them lunch maybe getting them a coffee uh buying the person behind you a coffee um you know anything that can make your life a little bit worthwhile and you know just just believe in yourself you know try to do try to do good in the world um think about others and know that uh you know you can make a difference however you want to you know i don't know like i've said before i don't know how many people this will reach or what will happen but um i think it'll be good and we're about at two hours now and two minutes so that should be a good point to wrap it up thank you guys for listening um check out my website again and hope you guys have a great rest of your day night or whatever atmosphere you're in